the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to Icons of Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Teal. Today's real estate icon is Dustin Heiner. Dustin quit his J-O-B, acronym for just over broke, when he was 37 years old by investing full-time in real estate. He is the founder of Successfully Unemployed, yes, hence his shirt, um, and Master Passive Income, where he has courses on investing in real estate rental properties. Dustin is a leading real estate rental property expert. His first book, How to Quit Your Job with Rental Properties, is a bestseller. I'm going to get it. And he wants to help others to attain financial independence, too, by teaching them how to start investing in real estate rental properties. Welcome. Thank you so much, Patty. I really appreciate you having me on the show. And yeah, it's it's terrific. I love real estate investing, and I'm an investor. And it's so it's not necessarily that how much I love real estate. It's more of what it affords me to do in my life. I just, you know, I really don't work a job. Uh, you know, that's why I successfully unemployed. I go to the gym, hang out with my family, uh, you know, jump on podcasts and talk to great people like you. So it's been a blessing. So I really appreciate you having me on the show. It is our pleasure. So it sounds like you're living the American dream. It sounds so wonderful. And you're helping other people to do it too. And believe me, I'm going to, uh, you know, look up all your podcasts and listen to them. Um, but you quit your J-O-B, and we'll use it both ways. I'm assuming that was also your job and just over broke <laughs> at the age of 37. Was that scary? Oh, man. So I would say that it absolutely was. It was absolutely scary up until the point where I actually had money coming in. Like, uh, yeah. So in order to quit your job, well, some people would probably just up and quit. I couldn't do that. I had a wife and kids. And oh. so I didn't quit. In fact, my wife wouldn't let me, but um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was scary, but it's so much easier when you know you have, let's say five, six, $7,000 a month in passive income coming in without you working. And that's when I buy rental properties with that. I literally didn't have to worry about my money anymore. And I didn't have to worry about quitting. It was fact, it was time for me to quit by the time I got done. Oh, that's great. So that makes it a little less scary. So at the same time you kept the J-O-B, you kind of started to build this business so that you could support your family when the time was right and really support them in, in a great manner. Um, so what's it like and how do people do that from scratch? Yeah. So starting from scratch, it's really, it's really not as hard as people might think. Now it's 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 simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. It's really just a step-by-step -step process that you really need to go through. And what I started to do was buying properties in other states. And when I realized that I had somewhat of a system, I started teaching my friends and family members how to do it and church friends and all that sort of stuff. And when they started quitting their jobs, I was like, man, people like like what I'm teaching. And on top of that, I enjoy teaching this. But Patty, I gotta give you 
a story of what catapulted me because I wasn't going to be an investor. That wasn't my, you know, I didn't grow up thinking I was going to be an investor. In fact, my family was very poor growing up. We grew up in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house growing up. And so, uh, but I got to tell you the story. So this is what catapulted me to be an investor. Now, like you said, when I was 37 years old, I was blessed to be able to quit my job, that J-O-B, that living just over broke. And let me fast forward or go, sorry, go back to the very beginning though. Growing up, I've always been entrepreneurial, you know, starting businesses. Um, I had a graphic and website design company. Even when I was 13 years old, I had a newspaper route. That's where most newspapers are probably gone now. But you'd ride on a bike with bags of newspapers. You'd throw them at 5 a.m. and bang them on garage doors, waking people up. Um, Had a graphic website design company. Had a uh, skateboard manufacturing business. Had a pizzeria and a convenience store starting these all from, you know, the ground up. And at the same time, though, I was following the plan that we are all taught. We're all taught this. You go to school, you get good grades. Then you get those good grades and you go to college, you get even more good grades, you get a piece of paper, it's called a degree, and then you go to other companies and ask them to give you a job and hopefully get a long-term career. Well, I was doing that. So I started working at the, as soon as I got out of the college, I started working for in the local county government in one of the counties in California. And I started like the most secure job. My mom said, get a secure job. Get a, get a really, really secure <laughs> Moms job. like to do that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so I started working there with my businesses. Now the businesses were, were okay. I was making a little bit of money, but it wasn't something that I would be able to quit. And so I started, I bought, sorry, I actually bought one rental property before I quit my job. So I bought one rental property. And I realized, man, I need to be an investor. This is awesome. I buy one rental property. It makes me money without working. I've hired somebody else, other people to run the business. I'm, and every time I buy a property, I try to make $250 or more in passive income from every property. But life got in the way. My wife started having, you know, kid after kid after kid. Once we had our fourth child, I, well, I got to tell you the story. So it's a little, this is a story what literally ripped me out and then put me into being an investor. So I'm working a normal nine to five IT job, desk job, sitting at a desk. Um, working for the local government. And my wife started having kids. When we had our fourth child, I went on paternity leave. Paternity leave was where the dad stays home with the mom, changes poopy diapers and bombs with the baby and all that good stuff. And after about two weeks, I go back to work. That same week that I go back to work, on a Friday at 3.30 in the afternoon, I get a call from my boss's 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 secretary, like the, the top dog. And she says, Dustin, would you please come to the office? And I said, sure. And then I hung up the phone. I thought to myself, well, this isn't normal. What's, what's this all about? And then I started, oh my goodness, I've seen plenty of movies. Like this doesn't <laughs> seem to be good. Right. And then as I'm sitting there, I remember back and I pause and I remember back that two months or so before I went on paternity leave, there were some rumors or some rumbling going on that there could potentially be layoffs in the county, in the department that I was in. I immediately shook that off. I said, no way. I've got like 12, 13 years seniority here. In fact, I do great. My bosses give me a raise all the time. No way. So I shake that off and I get up and I walk down the hallway to my boss's office. Now, Patty, this hallway isn't very long. In fact, it's, it's kind of short, but every single step that I take, it feels like the hallway gets longer and longer and longer. And it feels like my feet become lead bricks because every step that I take, it feels like the world is starting to crash down on me because I could potentially lose my job. Well, I get down the hallway and I turn the corner and I see my boss's door. His door's closed. And I see a secretary there. She's super sweet, nice old lady. And she says, Dustin, would you please have a seat? And she's grinning, sheepishly grinning at me, trying to console me with her eyes because she knows everything about what's going on. I know nothing about what's going on. So I go and I take my seat 
And as I sit down, I start thinking about my life. All the things that I was told that I need to do, I did that, just like everybody else. And if all this is taken away from me, my job, if I lose my job right now, I started thinking, oh my goodness, did I waste my life? All what they're trying to, they told me to do, is that a waste of my life? And then I realized, oh my goodness, we just had our fourth child. Like literally she's like two or three weeks old. If I get laid off right now, I can't feed them. I can't provide for them. Does that make me a failure as a, as a father? Does that make me a failure as a husband, as a, as a man trying to provide for his family? Well, as I'm sitting there, my hands get all clammy. My forehead gets all sweaty because the nerves and everything is just weighing down on me. Well, the door to my boss's office opens up and out walks a lady, a coworker of mine, with a piece of paper in her hands. She is noticeably distraught, noticeably upset. Oh. She's not necessarily crying, mm -hmm. but you could tell her world's been devastated. She passes by me and my boss says, Dustin, would you please come into the office? So I get up and I go into his office and I get laid off. And remember, this is the government. Nobody gets fired or laid off from the government, but I did. And so if it happened to me, it can happen to anybody. Now, this is the reason why I tell the story. Well, I go back to my desk and I sit down there just getting laid off. And I realize two things sitting there in my desk. I realize two things. The first thing is I need to get another job. I need to be able to provide for my family. I, my wife stays at home with our kids and I need to provide for my family. So I was really blessed, praise the Lord, to be able to find another job in the same county, different department, didn't, wasn't having any issues with the money. So check, got that done. The second thing, the reason why I, or as I'm sitting, the reason why I'm telling you the story is the second thing that everybody else needs to realize this as well. So I needed to make sure that nobody had the ability to take away my ability to feed my family. I need to make sure this never happened to me again. So right then and there, I realized that, and remember, I wanted to be an investor, but life got in the way. I started having kids and just things got busy. This shoved me into saying, you know what? I realize now, whenever anybody would ask me the question, and everybody gets this question, they're, they're asking the same thing. They say, what do you do? They're basically asking you when they ask you this, and they ask me, what value do you put on yourself? Well, I would just reply, oh, I'm an, I'm an IT, I do work for the county, basically providing my, or projecting my value as being from my job. No, 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 my value doesn't come from my job. My value comes from my God, from myself, and from my family. So right then and there, I realized no longer would I ever tell anybody that I did whatever my job was for my, my value. I started telling everybody, now I am an investor. It may so happen that 100% of my money comes from my job. That's now my part-time job. I am a full-time investor. Fast forward the story, started buying property after property after property, each one making me $250 or more from every single property. Eventually, I had 30-plus properties, and I realized, man, even though I'm making $75,000 a year at this job, I'm losing money. So I, I ran out the story, I finished the story by saying, I went to my new boss, good boss and all, and I said, hey, boss, I'm laying you off. Like, here's your two weeks notice, you know, in a joking way. And he said, Dustin, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't have to do anything. I literally own real estate. It works for me without me working, and I'm not going to ever need to work a job again. Well, the last part of the story is, if you remember that hallway that I walked down to my first boss, you know, that got longer and longer and longer, that short hallway got longer. Well, I walked away from my job the very last time. It was a mile and a half walk, and I've done this a thousand times. It was in downtown. I didn't want to pay for parking, so I parked very far away. Even though it was a mile and a half walk, I felt like I was walking on clouds because I knew I would never, ever need a job again because everybody needs to realize this. Your boss is not paying you what you're worth. Every, like, literally, understand that. If your boss paid you what, they, what you, are, you are worth, 
they would lose so much money. And here's how you would know you're worth so much more than anybody could ever pay you. Your boss is paying you just enough to keep you working without quitting, but not so much money it takes money out of their pocket. So if you got paid for the value that you bring, then you'd be making so much more money. So I, after buying properties, now I quit my job when I was 37 years old and I will never need a job again. So I'll pause the story because you probably got plenty of questions. Oh my goodness, that story was so wonderful. I, I think so many people will relate to that. And it's an interesting thing because when you have a job, uh, especially for something like with the county, you feel very secure, but in actuality, you're never secure when you have a job, a J-O-B, <laughs> because you're always at the mercy of your boss and you could displease someone and be gone. Whereas if you are uh, in charge of your own destiny, your own business, you must feel much more secure. Totally. And I have now found, obviously, this whole situation got me to realize it's more worse, risky working for somebody else than working for myself. Now, because I don't work a job, I have 40 plus hours of my life now that I could spend with my family, go to the gym, do whatever fun things, but I also create businesses now. Now, I literally have four businesses that make me money and they're all streams of income, but they all flow into my river of income, which is my real estate investing. So yes, it's so much more risky working for somebody else. If soon as people realize that, and it takes something as traumatic as losing a job to realize that, and the reason why I tell the story is hopefully you, anybody listening, won't have to go through that in right. order to realize that because a smart person learns from their mistakes. A wise person learns from other people's mistakes. Learn from my mistake and realize whatever it is that you're going to do. Let's say real estate investing, being an awesome realtor. If you're going to start a business, whatever it might be, go full force. Like that is now your identity. That's what you do. That's who you are. Your job is not your identity. You don't want to project your value as being your job. Thank you for explaining that. You're so inspirational. And I wanted to <laughs> ask you, I can imagine people listening might say, well, it sounds good, but I don't have a lot of money to get started. Are there ways that people who don't have a pot of money or a you know big pot of money can, and is that why you went out of state to find affordable properties? And property seems so much more expensive. Is it harder now? Those are all fantastic questions. And I get that literally all the time. And you know, how do I get started without any money? How do I get started with my where I live? It's so expensive, and how do I do that? Well, let me quickly tell you how I did it, and I did it the wrong way. What I did was, I followed those quote unquote gurus. So I started investing back in 2006. And I'm gonna tell you the, this wrong way. Quickly forget it, because I will tell you the right way on how to do it. But I, in 2006, I was watching late night TV, you know, those 1 a.m. infomercials come on, these real estate guru, hey, we're coming to your town. There's going to be a one-hour seminar. Come and, and take part in the seminar. We'll teach you how to invest in real estate. I did. I said, that sounds great. I went and did that. Spent an hour there. It was nothing but a sales pitch for their next course, which is a two-day seminar. They, they said, after everything is done, now run to the back and go give us thousands of dollars. That's normally $50,000, but we're going to discount it to you for $1,000. So I ran to the back and I paid $1,000 and I went to their two-day seminar. Well, in their two-day seminar, it was literally another sales pitch for their $40,000 course for flipping, their $50,000 course for wholesaling and all these other courses that were thousands and thousands of dollars. And I realized, my goodness, I don't have that money, number one. Number two, I wouldn't give it to you. I'd go figure it out myself. Well, what they did teach me, and this is the way that I did it. I followed the gurus. Don't do this. I'll quickly tell you, but you'll forget it really quick. 
they said, find it uh, anywhere in the country, find a property. And then you run the numbers. That means make sure you count your expenses, make sure you get your income, your rent over that. They say, make $50 a month in passive income, but you'll get appreciation, which is what we invest for, which I'll pause this by saying, I don't invest for appreciation at all. I will literally own these properties forever, and I will give these to my kids. This is generational wealth that I'm, that I'm creating. So they say $50 a month in passive income. Then you spend thousands of dollars to buy the property. Then you spend thousands of dollars to fix up the property. And then you find a tenant to live in there to pay you rent. And then you find a property manager. Well, in my opinion, that's just about backwards. We don't want to do this. So every all that, forget that. Let me tell you the right way to do it. And I took a course that said just that. Just what you just described. It's, yes. We yes. all have because uh -huh. because they're just they're just regurgitating or they're saying the same things over and over again because they might be investors, but they don't know how to teach it. So I realized that and I so I, I started doing I did that exact same thing. I bought my first property and with I did following their their plan, within six months, my property manager started stealing from me because it was the wrong oh. property manager, wrong property, all that like everything was wrong about it because I didn't know what I was doing. And then I didn't sit back and say, oh, woe is me. It's not going to work. It can't work. No, I said, hey, other people have done this. I can figure this out or I could read books or listen to podcasts, whatever it might be. But remember, I said from the very beginning, I've always been entrepreneurial. So I said, you know what? Let me approach this from a business standpoint. I've had many, many businesses. Let me approach this from the business standpoint. So this is the saying that you are going to want to remember. We build the business First, I say this all the time, and I'll explain how to build the business. Remember, everything I just shared about the gurus, forget all of that stuff. Because what's going to happen, you do that route that they tell you, and you'll go to try to find a property manager after you spent thousands of dollars buying, fixing up, buying a tenant, all that sort of stuff. And you'll call around, hey, property manager, I have a property on this street. Would you come manage it? And they'll say, this happened many times. Oh, no, I'm not going to manage that property. I'll get shot if I go down that street. I'm not going to do that. You're like, uh-oh. And you hang up the phone. You're like, oh, I really, I don't have an asset anymore. I have a liability now because nobody's going to manage it. Then I have to manage it, which I don't want to manage my properties. I hire other people. So building the business first. Now we'll get to finance in just a minute because I know we, everybody wants to talk about financing and all this sort of stuff. Anywhere in the country, we build the business first. So when I first got started, I lived in California in 2006. I started buying properties in Ohio, then in Texas, then in Arizona. And now I have students that literally invest all over the country. We love Midwest down in the Carolinas and in Florida. Really, really good. So Building the business first. This is what it looks like. I'll give you an example of what it looks like. If you're going to start a convenience store, you know, a convenience store, candy bars, soda machines, and all that good sure. stuff, well, you're not, you're not going to sign a lease on a location, open the doors, and then put a box of candy bars in there on the ground. No, you wouldn't do that. You'd actually go to business in two seconds, go out of business. What you would do, though, is you'd build the business first. You get the gondolas. Those are the shelving units that all the candy bars go on. Countertops, cold storage, fountain machines, bank accounts, cash registers, employees, insurance, everything in the business before you buy any inventory. Same thing with real estate investing. We build the entire business. Now, the gurus will tell you, once you buy one property, that property is your business. No, 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 no. We're investors. We build a business, and our business owns inventory. Every property that I buy is a piece of inventory that I put into the business. And that's how I'm able to scale my business so fast, where in six years, I had enough properties to be able to quit my job. And because I had a business that all I had to do was find another piece of inventory that fit my criteria. Here's a quick criteria that I, I look for. I like three bedroom, two bath, 1,200 to 1,500 square feet, 
And it's a cookie cutter type home. Everybody either wants to rent or buy, which is perfect for me. And then once I buy, I, I know those properties, that'll make me money. 200, and my minimum is $250 a month in passive income from every single property. And we can get into numbers and everything. But once I find that property, I buy it and I put it into my business because I have property managers working for me, mortgage brokers, insurance. This is what it looks like when you're building it for your real estate business. We build the business. We find the property managers first. A lot of students will say, hey, Dustin, I found a new area of the country to invest, and I got five realtors looking for properties for me. I'm like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Now, I know this. That you're going to have a lot of realtors getting upset at me, but realtors are the last when you're investing because deals are everywhere. You're going to have deals everywhere, but what we do is we build the business. We have first, find somebody that can manage the business. Just like if you're going to have a convenience store, you're not going to build the entire business and then grab somebody off the street. Hey, you got a pulse? Come on in here, manage my inventory, manage my money, manage my customers, manage. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to interview them and you're going to pick the right person. That's what I did wrong when I did this first time was I didn't interview. I said, oh, you got a pulse. Come and manage my property. No, no, no. Now we interview heavily. So we build the entire business. We find the property managers, mortgage brokers, insurance agents, contractors, roofers, plumbers, realtors, wholesalers too. We find everybody in the business. They run the business. And we don't do anything. I'll keep, last thing I'll say, because I know you got plenty of questions. We could talk about finance in just a second. So a lot of my students will say, hey, Dustin, you invest in Ohio. You're the expert there. Tell me about this city. And I say, no, 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 no. Even though I invest there, I'm not the expert. I hire experts to do all the work for me. So Zillow is not an expert. Trulia is not an expert. Redfin, those are not experts. Those are just companies with databases. Who are the experts? It's the realtors there on the ground that are there every single day that know the city, the property managers, the contractors, the inspectors. They are the experts. They're the ones that are going to make sure you do it right. I'll give you a quick example. You Let's say if you do it right, you build the business, you call up your property manager. Hey, property manager, I'm going to put an offer in on this property, you know, XYZ Street, you know, number one happy street or something like that. And he says, the property manager says, well, that is, that's a good property. And in fact, that area I have a property that's right down the street, and this is how you'll know you have a really good property manager. They'll say, you know what? I have a property right around the corner from there. Same type of house. Zillow was trying to tell us we can get $1,400 a month for it. We tried to get $1,400 a month like six months ago or three months ago, and we couldn't, but we could get $1,250 for it. Well, if you would have ran your numbers, if you would have you know, calculated expenses at, and income at $1,400, but you could only get $1,250, then you're losing money. So we have experts there on the ground, realtors finding you the right properties, property managers making sure that they're going to manage the property. So that's what we do is we build the entire business first, and then the experts make sure that we do everything right. Does that all make sense? It does, because, you know, it's so tempting to think uh, you're saving money when you stretch yourself so thin. Oh, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do this. But in actuality, it's, it's unsustainable. So you do have to get those experts. I'm still not understanding how if you don't have money that you can get started and i imagine you teach that on your master passive income course because sometimes can you use other people's money and to get started absolutely and i personally love that i have well i've personally used 14 or 15 different ways to get money to buy a property 14 literally 14 or 15 different ways to do it and with that i have many tools. Think of like a carpenter, a contractor. They have a tool belt, a toolbox, and they have a bunch of different tools, just like a mechanic. 
all these different tools. Same thing for me as a real estate investor is I have tools. Now, financing. One, obviously, if you have cash, you can buy a property. Easy. Everybody knows that. Getting a regular mortgage. Just like if you bought your own primary residence, exact same way. You could do the exact same thing, buying a house with a, with a, with a regular conventional mortgage. I've used bundled loans. I've used uh, portfolio loans. I've used signature loans. That's where you go in the bank and say, hey, bank, can I get a uh, loan from you just by signing on a credit, you know, signing just like a credit card, unsecured line of credit? They'll say, sure. And it's a high interest rate. But um, I've even used private money. I've used hard money, um, I, commercial loans. I've even, and this is advanced strategy, because you have to know when you build the business that you can actually deploy that money into a property so it'll work for you. I actually use a credit card, credit cards to buy properties because I knew that that credit card, even though it's going to cost me money, I'm still going to make money because my business will pay for it. Now, here's a great thing, Patty, and you'll definitely understand this. So I don't pay my mortgage. I don't pay my property manager. I don't pay my taxes. I don't pay my insurance. I don't pay any of that stuff. Like, I don't have to get a job to pay for those things. A lot of people ask me the question, well, Dustin, how do you afford a property manager? I said, well, I don't. I don't pay for it. I don't have to get a job. What I do is my, I have my tenants pay for that. Now, it so happens oh. the money goes into me and mm-hmm. out to all the bills. Right. But I, like I said, I'm not getting a job to get all these pay for all these expenses. Same thing with the property manager. We make sure, because we're investors, we make sure that we buy the property with a property manager expense already fixed inside there. So we know we already have the money to pay for that property manager before we buy it. Now, quickly getting back to the financing aspect of it, I'll tell you that it helps to have money. Like easily, it helps to have money. If you don't have money to get started, that's going to be very, very hard to get started. So in my opinion, if you have $10,000 or more saved up that you can invest, you will absolutely be able to invest in real estate. Totally. Yeah. Now, I don't take on any one-on-one coaching students that have less than that just because it's just much harder. Now, it is possible to actually do this, but it's it's possible, but it's hard, meaning there is ways to do it with low and no money down. But it's just a lot of work. If you have $10,000, we have a lot of room to work with. Like, we absolutely can do really? a lot That's of good. Really? That's great to know. Mm-hmm. Totally. From there, we could do a bunch of different things. We can use that money for, let's say, let's say you have $10,000. We can go in a new area of the country. Like I said, in Midwest, down to the Carolinas, down into Florida, we have some great properties. In fact, I have students that buy houses for $50,000, $70,000. And yes, there are properties worth and, and the cost $50,000, $70,000 because yeah, if you live on the coastlines, you're not going to realize that. But <laughs> there are great properties that are lower price higher rents so you make money in passive income but i'll quit i'll give you there's a bunch of different ways like i'm just going to scratch the surface i'll give you one example one of my students he's a pastor he lives in sacramento doesn't have any extra money you know pastors don't make much money but he does have a house and he bought it i don't know five years ago appreciation has gone up on his house so what i coached him to do is we got a home equity line of credit on his property and then we did a cat we took that cash to buy a house i think it was in georgia we bought a house in georgia it was worth 120. That's what they were asking. But we're investors, so we don't pay, t- uh, pay top dollar. We buy it lower. So I think he bought it for like $78,000. We negotiated, got them down. They needed to sell, so we got it for 78 grand, and used the home equity line of credit because remember he didn't have any money. Home equity line of credit to buy that property. So that property is free and clear. But his now house has a you know home equity loan against it. Right. So what we did, we got it rented, and then refinanced that new property 
pulled all that cash back out after he fixed it up, it was worth $150,000. So he did a cash out refinance, pulled out 80% of that. I want to say that he pulled out, I'm going to say it was like $125,000. He paid off his homemaker line of credit. So now that's, that's back to zero. He put, I think, $30,000 into his pocket to buy his next property. This new property has a loan on it, but it's already making him, I don't want to say it was like $278 or $280 a month in passive income. So utilizing his home equity, he bought a property, owns that, paid off that home equity, now has $30,000 to buy the next property. This is just one of so many ways. And that's what I love to do with my students is show them all the ways out there. I don't just say, hey, here's, here's the way to do it. I say, here are the ways. Let's say there's 10 ways. You pick which one's best for you. That fits your risk tolerance, your goals, the strategies, your, everything about what you want to do. And then I'll give you the direction on how it's going, like what it's going, what's the outcome of each one and steps to actually get there. So this is just one of hundreds. Actually, I think I have thousands of students now wow. that I coach. And it's so amazing because they are changing their life by buying properties. I, and I kid you not, Patty, what's interesting is it's the first property is always the hardest one to buy. Mm -hmm. And with that, I get my, my students over the hurdle with, within, I want to say three to four months, we, we have offers going out. Hopefully by the end of the fifth month, we have our first property. But what's great, even though they took, no, let's say four to five months with me to get their first property, because it takes a while to learn sure. how to build the business. It takes a while to build the business and then putting in offers, you know, that takes a while as you know, being realtors know that it takes a while to find the right property. But then five months later, hopefully we have a property, but it took them a year, two years before trying to figure out how to do that, but they couldn't do it on their own. Now, fast forward now, once they buy the first property, and I kid you not, it's almost like 100% of my students, once they buy the first property, that second property, because they built the business, they have deals coming in automatically from realtors and wholesalers. They have money from private money. They have uh, you know, the homemaker line of credit, whatever it might be. The second property comes within one to two months. It, because they already built the business. Like I said, it's just buying more inventory. Wow. Well, you explained that so well. People must love working with you. Do you do, oh, both, thank you. <laughs> do, you do both group coaching and one-on-one? -on -one? I do. I do. So the way it worked out was I created a course and I started, you know, just selling the course to people. It was disappointing that maybe 20% of them would finish and have success because the course alone, they're not encouraged. They're not, you don't have somebody coaching them. And so I started doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, but they're paying for my time. And my wife said, I, I said, I asked my wife, Hey, should I just, you know, coach people for free? And my wife said, no, why would you do that? If you're going to do something for free, just hang out with us. Like, we homeschool our kids. Just homeschool the kids with me, you know, do stuff out here. I was like, ah, oh, I guess you're right. Good so, point. Yeah. One-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah, exactly. One-on-one <laughs> uh, -on -one coaching, you know, it costs more money because you're paying for my time. The group coaching though, it was like a happy medium between the course and the one-on-one -on -one coaching where it's a much drastically reduced price because my time is spread out over everybody sure. and yeah. I help everybody at the same time. And here's an added bonus is that I've got hundreds or thousands of students now that we all jump on the zoom calls together where I do the group coaching, everybody's friends. And what's even, even better than this, we're friends, we're investors. We have the same business uh, process that a year ago I had students ask me, Hey, Dustin, we want to get, get together. We want to meet up where we could all get together, meet everybody. I said, that's a great idea, but let me take it one step further. I know you might want to learn other things like land investing, multifamily investing, uh, apartment complexes, uh, storage units, all that sort of stuff. So I said, let me create a conference. So I actually created a conference, a big meetup. It's called the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference because we're all friends. And because I coach, because I have a podcast, because I have YouTube, 
channel, I've met so many other great influencers like myself who are coaches. And so I created the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, RubeCon, R-E-W-B-C-O-N.com, RubeCon for short. I called them all up and I said, hey, my students want to get together. What about you and your students? I know you probably do. And they literally, 30, I had 30 speakers, 30, 30 of my friends come. We had a conference. It was in Phoenix in uh, March. And I, we're going to start doing everything. They, they loved it so much. They said, Dustin, you have to do it again. I said, okay. I mean, it was a lot of work, but let's do it again. So May of 2023, it's going to be in Phoenix again. 2024, it'll probably be in May. It'll be in Florida. So we'll go back and forth between the East and West Coast. And with that, we're doing it again. But what it is, we have all... It, it's all about serving people. Rental properties is one, Airbnb is another, multifamily is another. And because now I've coached so many people, we're all friends, we're all, we get together. And now we have a conference that gets us together with other investors that I even have my students go and work with other coaches that are like doing multifamily or Airbnb or land investing. Because investing in real estate, there's so many ways to do it. You just need to find the right people that are gonna coach you. And I brought all my really awesome friends with me. And so now it's all about serving people because in my life, I've realized that my first goal was quitting my job when I was 37 years old. Great, I did that, check. Now, my next goal is to teach 1 million people how to be financially independent through real estate investing or starting businesses or anything like that. That's my new goal. That's why I do these podcasts is because there are so many ways to do this. I want to see so many people become financially independent. Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is another way for me to actually do it as well. So yes, I do the group coaching, but it's all about serving more and more people. Oh my goodness, you are a busy guy and I can see you're so charismatic. I want to go to these courses. It just sounds so wonderful. <laughs> the other thing that really appeals to me about what you do is the multiple streams of passive income. I mean, who doesn't want to go to sleep at night and wake up and check their bank account and see that it's a little bit higher than it was the day before. How does that work? It's amazing. So there, there's one thing that I would tell, two things I would tell everybody. Number one, build a business first. But number two, starting way before that, if I were to go back and tell my younger self anything, it would be learn passive income and make passive income right away. Like that's all you need to focus on because we're taught, remember that, that pattern that I told, you know, get good grades and get a career and all that sort of stuff. That's active income. You work one hour and you get paid for that one hour. I mean, that's well and good. Honestly, for about 80% of the population, it's good for them to do that. They are great employees. That's, they, that's all they want. But for the other 20%, like all of us that are listening to this podcast and Patty, you and myself, that's not necessarily good enough. And we have the risk tolerance to now branch out. Because remember, I now know it's more risky to work for somebody else. It's less risky to get passive income. So passive income is absolutely amazing. Instead of getting active income, start earning passive income. So just like a couple weeks ago, I said, I talked to my wife and I said, hey, honey, we just get money all the time coming into our bank account, like literally every single day, multiple times, getting hit with credits coming in, either from my book sales or my podcast where, you know, uh, uh, sponsorships through um, affiliate sales. Like I, I, I use services, so I point my students to them and I get a little, they don't pay anymore. They just, I get a credit for uh, uh, money, affiliate payment for sending them all this over to this company. Um, those are ways. Also, I love creating businesses like Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. That's a business. It takes work, but I don't do the work. I now know, and I built businesses enough that I built this business, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, that I hire people. So it's passive for me because they do all the work and I make the money. Same thing with real estate investing. 
I hire the experts on the ground. They do all the work, and that's passive for me. And I'll give you a quick example. So a lot of people have heard the book, The 4-Hour Workweek. It's a good book at all. I read it back before I was able to be blessed to quit my job. It's a good work or a good book. But my thought is I think working four, hour, four hours a week is for suckers. I don't want to work four <laughs> hours a week. I don't want to work four hours a month. I only work maybe 30 minutes a month on all my rental property. I have 30 plus properties now. And my, my uh, multifamily that I am part of syndications with, I work maybe 30 minutes a month. I'll just pull up my property management statements, make sure everything's looking good, and then put it aside and go back to play with my kids because I have the businesses, the processes, the systems all put in place that these people that are employed by me, they know how to do it and they run the business the way I want to do it. So by far, two things everybody needs to take away, build the business first, create passive income. Wow, we've heard so much great advice from you. I know a lot of people like me are going to become fans of yours. We're gonna follow you and perhaps take your courses, but what's the best way for people to reach out if they're just beginning into this field of investing? Oh, totally. So actually I have a free, uh, of course, I'll literally give everybody for free, real estate investing course, teach them how to do everything. You mind if I share that with everybody? Oh, that would be great. Ter terrific. So. If you text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, rental to 33777, rental to 33777, I'll literally give you my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first, how to find the right properties to make you $250 or more in passive income, how to scale your business to be able to quit your job. You can even go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course forward slash free course, all one word. You'll be able to get that there. I even have my passive or master passive income podcast, my master passive income YouTube channel. It's literally just me. I rarely do actually interviews. It's just me coaching, teaching, giving all this stuff away for free. Cause like, remember my goal now, because I don't need to worry about money anymore is to help 1 million people become financially independent. And so find me on master, uh, master passive income on basically anywhere from Instagram, go to uh, the Dustin Heiner, T-H-E, Dustin Heiner. I'm not that arrogant. It's just the only one I could find. Um, but Master Passive Income everywhere. Wow. You are my hero. Ah, <laughs> and I'm sure you, a lot of people's that. heroes who have been able to quit their J-O-B and really uh, make a lot of money for themselves and their families. It's See? a blessing to have my students. They come to me and say, Dustin, I was able to quit my job because of my properties. I, it feels like I quit my job all over again. Like I'm that excited for them oh. because it's amazing seeing them change their lives. Oh, well, you are amazing. And thank you so much <laughs> for you. being on Icons of Real Estate podcast. I'm so appreciative. Thank you, Patty. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.